Now the news. I'm Shane Bigham. The Chinese embassy in Nauru is reopened. The two countries resumed diplomatic relations earlier this month after Nauru announced its commitment to the One China principle and severed ties with Taiwan. Councillor Wang Shuguang, who leads a Chinese diplomatic team in the Pacific Island country, has voiced his expectations for the future of bilateral relations. From this new beginning, the two countries will continue to enhance political mutual trust, support each other in independently pursuing a development path suited to their own national conditions, accommodate each other's core interests and major concerns, support and cooperate closely with each other in international and regional affairs, and push bilateral relations to a new height. Nauru and Foreign Minister Lionel Anjamiya says it ushers in a new chapter of China-Nauru ties. Nauru and China not only made a decision to align themselves through diplomatic relations, but to go beyond that into areas of development, such as building much-needed infrastructure, health needs, and further education goals, to name a few, to become a quicker reality. Nauru looks forward to what we can do together. The establishment of the People's Republic of China Embassy here in Nauru will figure front and center in what we do together. Earlier, Chinese diplomats and representatives of a Chinese company hoisted China's national flag in Nauru. Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi is calling on China and Thailand to provide new impetus and opportunities to the long-term development of both countries. Wang met with Thai Prime Minister Sereta Tavisin in Bangkok and said the two countries should accelerate the high-quality construction of the Belt and Road and the China-Thailand Railway to boost regional connectivity. China and Thailand are offering reciprocal visa exemptions starting March 1st. The senior Chinese diplomat says China hopes it will help promote tourism and deepen cooperation in trade and investment. Earlier during the visit, Wang held talks with the Thai foreign minister and signed the bilateral visa-free agreement. Iran says claims that Tehran's involved in an attack that killed three U.S. service members in Jordan are baseless. U.S. President Joe Biden blamed Iran-backed groups for the unmanned aerial drone strikes and has vowed to respond. Jordan says the attack did not occur within its borders. A spokesperson for Iran's foreign ministry says the continuation of U.S. strikes on Syria and Iraq, as well as the conflict in Gaza, will intensify a cycle of instability in the region. The United Nations Agency for Palestinian Refugees says it'll not be able to continue operations in Gaza beyond the end of February if funding does not resume. A string of countries, including the United States, Germany and Britain, have paused their financial support to the aid agency in the wake of allegations that 12 UNRWA staff members were involved in the October 7th attacks by Hamas in Israel. UN officials have urged the countries to reconsider the plan to suspend their donations, warning that aid for 2 million people in Gaza was at stake. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres has pledged punishment for any staff found to be involved in the attack. France says it'll push to ease European Union environmental regulations on fallow farmland this week as tractors blocked major highways out of Paris amid intensifying farmer protests nationwide. Farmers' organizations have promised to step up pressure after the French government decided to drop plans to reduce state subsidies on agricultural diesel. The EU's nature restoration law requires countries to introduce environmental measures on a fifth of their land and sea by 2030. 
Zimbabwe is rolling out a vaccination campaign on Monday amid a severe cholera outbreak. There have been over 20,000 infections and 370 deaths. The African country secured 2.3 million vaccine doses from the World Health Organization. Neighboring Zambia has also offered oral cholera vaccines to 1.8 million people. China's top economic regulators announced 30 million yuan, or roughly 4.2 million U.S. dollars, to support reconstruction and the resumption of basic public services in the landslide-hit regions in Yunnan province. The disaster in the southwestern part of the country killed 44 people last week. Chinese scientists say they've successfully cloned two endangered breeds of cattle native to the Qinghai Shizong Plateau. Four male calves of each breed were born in Chongqing, marking the world's first successful cloning of cattle from Shizong. And that's the news. I'm Shane Begum.